It is Friday, September 1st, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan along for the ride as well. We say this every time the calendar flips. Can you believe it's July 1st? Can you believe it's August? Can you believe it is September 1st? I love September. September is one of my favorite months of the year just because of all the sports that are coming back. Football is back. It's the end of the regular season for baseball, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Playoff races are coming up. This is the best. And yeah. it starts to cool down a little bit, which yeah. we need. I know. I went on a nice walk this morning. I was like, oh, it's nice and crisp oh. around here. That's good. Tip of the cap to Ronald Acuna and his now bride. They actually went out and they got married yesterday in Los Angeles. So that's a pretty good way to start your West Coast trip if you're an Atlanta Brave out in Los Angeles, right? Uh, you know me. I love love. So this is great for me. I'm married for 10 years. You're married for how long? It'll be 26 in the next week. Best decision I ever made. So mm-hmm. hopefully Acuna feels the same way. Clearly it worked because last night he did some things. He sure as heck did. Uh, on the baseball one, field. Easy now. Act one of a four-game set against the Los Angeles Dodgers. We had stars shining. We had history being made. And we had a nail biter. Oh, boy, I love the excitement. Ronald Hammers is to left center. That ball is history. And Ronald Acuna Jr. just made history. He has Major League Baseball's first ever 30-60 season, and he does it in grand fashion. Two gone, Mookie Betts. It's a high fly ball to deep left field. Has he done it again? Mookie Betts got it 0-2 pitch. Struck him out. Rysel Iglesias slams the door on the Dodgers, and the Braves hang on. They take game one of the series, eight to seven. Uh, That was freaking awesome. I know Mookie Betts said afterward, hey, listen, I love Ronald Acuna as a guy and as a player. I'm not playing against him. Fine, Mookie, you can say that shit. That was awesome. The two best players in the game going swing for swing. We have the winning run on base in the ninth inning. Rossell Iglesias slamming the door. I mean, perfect. Yeah, it, it couldn't have been much better than that. Atlanta going out, uh, getting the early lead, the Mookie getting the team back in, hitting his second home run, the shot of Freddie Freeman after Acuna's uh, uh, homer was awesome. Just kind of like a little smirk, a little like, man, I've seen that a lot. Uh, excellent way to start the series off. I love that it's a four-gamer, and I love how loud that place was. You could even hear it through this. Mm-hmm. I know when... In those situations, when you know it's a weekend series against a team like Atlanta, they know the stakes, what they are. Uh, it's a fun place to play for sure. The Freddie Freeman, the, whoever got that camera shot, you get a raise. I have no idea who was operating that, but it was almost like an episode of The Office where Freddie stared right into the camera. It was cinematography at its best. So we do have history, 30-60. For the first time ever. How big a deal should we be making about this? Like a really big deal. And I I, I know you wanted me to talk about 3060 and what it means. Well, it means everything because he's the first player to ever do it, which is crazy. But I, I want to go over some of Acuna's numbers this year. And again, it's it's September 1st. Here, here's some like some round numbers that players will look at to say, damn, I had a good year. 
Uh, we'll start with hits. 200s, like, you know, that's the mark of a great right. season. Hmm? 181 hits. He's going to get to 200 hits. Okay. Wow. That's hmm. incredible. 30 homers is the mark. Everyone wants to get to. He's already got 30 homers. He's there. You want to hit 300. He's hitting 337. Going to have that one. You want to score 100 runs. He scored 120 runs. <laughs> you want to drive in 100 runs. He's driven in 83. He could get there. Close. Yeah. It's it going to be close. close. Yep. Okay. I don't know what bags are. I think you want to steal 20 bags is a good year. I don't really. Probably I never put this that... year, 30 is a really good number, is my guess. Never really had that in the bag. He's got 62 already, which is a joke. Okay. So he's at all of those beautiful round numbers that if you hit one of them, you're stoked on every single one he's hit. Now, on base percentage, for me, if you can have a, over 400 on base percentage, you're oh, a freaking stud. That's elite. Elite 412. 419, excuse me. Slugging. I mean, in the fives is where you want to be. If you 345 it, you are elite. Great slash line. Great 574. Slash line. If this guy can get to 600 slugging, uh, what's up? OPS. I mean, in the 800s is good. 900 is elite. The one dots are elite of the elite. He's at 992. This guy is about to hit every single number that you want to hit as a player. And if you do one of those, how many did I just mention? Nine numbers. If you do one of those nine numbers, you feel really good about your season. This guy might go nine for nine, Rosie. Didn't you say the other day that Mookie Betts was your MVP? <laughs> have you looked at Mookie Betts' baseball I, listen, reference page too? I'm with you. I'm just trying to be a shit stirrer right there because the two guys are just amazing. Now, with the Acuna deal, there are some people that are saying because of the three rule disengagement policy that that stolen bases have lost a little of their crispness in our base baseball social conscience. I don't know if I would go that far. It has had an effect on the game. I don't know how much of one. So I can't blame him. Just like I can't blame smaller ballparks for increasing home run numbers. Just like I can't bitch and moan about how tightly wound the baseball is these days as opposed to what it used to be. Just like I can't do it with PEDs in the 90s and early 2000s. Because I don't know who was doing what exactly. So we still look at the home run numbers and we talk about them except for a few guys. But for the most part, we don't care about some dudes. So I'm not going to go down that route. Some people will say, well, hold on. Ronald Acuna also leads the league in caught stealing. His stolen base percentage is 85%. That's damn good. The Who's the all-time stolen base king, Trevor Plouffe? Rick Anderson. You know what the most he stole in a single season was? 85. Oh, 130. He stole 130 no bags. That year, he also got caught 42 times. I will save you the math. That means he was successful 76% of the time. When you hear baseball people talk about a successful stolen base percentage, they want you at 80% or higher. Ricky Anderson didn't hit that the year he set the mark. Ronald Acuna has. So let's applaud him. It's just freaking awesome. I love it. And you know what? I'm most happy about two things. One, his strikeout percentage has gone down, way down. 
he went from below average in that category to one of the best in the league. So he has worked on his game. And more importantly, four years ago, we were talking about Ronald Acuna not running out balls that would bounce off the wall. And in fact, in a one-run loss against St. Louis in the playoffs, he was getting death stares from his teammates about it because he had happened in October. And he is a changed dude. I can't remember the last time I talked about it. So good for him. We talk about maturity at every level of being a professional. This kid's fantastic. And he only makes $17 million a year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Again, hey, go check out Mookie's, uh, those nine stats. I told I, you he's right there with I hear you, dude. all of them. Going to be awesome. Let's move on to the team whose hat I am donning. My Cleveland Guardians. Woo! One o'clock Eastern on a Thursday. We found out where everybody went at, uh, when it came to waiver wire time. They got not only Rose Rotation stud Lucas Giolito, they got the two relievers, Ronaldo Lopez and Matt Moore as well. This comes just a month after Cleveland dumped Aaron Savali, got rid of Ahmed Rosario, traded Josh Bell, and it has cost them in the standings. So what was the thought about this, Cleveland President Chris Antonetti? When we haven't made moves, it's mostly been because the the player value we would have to give up uh, exceeded what we thought made sense. And in this case, as I said, there was no player value, so it was really uh, financial considerations and then how we could fit them on the roster. And, you know, both of those things made sense. Good move or a head-scratcher for you? I mean, it's a good move. Um, the Twins haven't really separated themselves by too many games in the Central. So I think five it's, right now. it's five right now. I know. And they play each other next week. And the Twins play the Rangers. I think the Guardians play the Rays, though, this yeah. weekend. So going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see. Uh, you know, you have brought to light about just how many young guys are up on uh, the Guardians, uh, specifically pitchers. And how they're all testing their career highs and in innings, and they they needed guys to throw, and now they got uh, another starter and Gilito to come eat some of those innings. Their bullpen is nasty now with those guys, dude. Mm-hmm. It really is. They're probably like four or five really good relievers deep right now. So I think it is a move that fits for them in a couple different ways. And, you know, we thought this might happen. Some teams might go and and, and steal these guys. I wasn't sure if the Guardians were going to do it or not, but it fits in the fact that they need arms to finish the year out. Even if they're not even thinking about the playoffs, they need arms to finish the year out. And you have some veteran guys to come in that can show some of the young guys, you know, how to get through the season and, you know, what their preparations are. I think that means something to organizations, okay? Uh, The second reasoning is there's people in that building who probably think they could still win the central and this move can help them win the central. And I will be shocked if they did. I'll eat crow if they do, because I don't think that they're really, really trying to win the central, but don't tell the guys that are in the lineup that don't tell Cole Calhoun that Cole Calhoun's trying to win the freaking AL Centrals. So I think this helps in both regards, getting through the season with the innings and then like uh, Anthony just said, like it didn't cost them any of their young guys or prospects, and that is something that an organization like the Guardians, you know, they think about that a lot because that's the lifeblood of their organization. They don't go out and spend in free agency a ton; they develop. 
So I get why they did it, and it makes sense for a couple different reasons. I I still don't. Th- I still think the Twins are going to run away with this division. I really do. But as we sit right now, you mentioned five games out with three games coming up next week. I, it, it made sense for a lot of different reasons. So uh, you know, you kind of have to give credit where credit's due. I'm giving credit to the Cleveland Guardians organization because I think it was a great move. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win the Central either. I was shocked, to be honest with you. I thought they were just going to kind of play out the string this year. Some people are saying, well, maybe it's one last hurrah for Tito that they're trying to send him out. And then there were a whole bunch of people who were like, well, why did they do what they did at the trade deadline? And now they're doing this. It's like they're trying to play catch up like it didn't make any sense. Well, no, no, no. These are two totally different things. What transpired yesterday was strictly a financial transaction. That was it. It cost the organization three million bucks. And you know what? I'm happy as a Cleveland fan to see him spending a little money on some guys that can help them down the stretch, perhaps. What they did at the trade deadline was they cleared themselves of $6 million with Josh Bell's contract. For Aaron Savali, they got a top 40 prospect. If you'd told me at the beginning of the year we could have gotten a top 40 prospect for Aaron Savali, it would have been like, ha, what? That's impossible. And the Ahmed Rosario trade was they opened up the shortstop position so they could figure out who's their shortstop after this season. Because they were playing him unlike the Dodgers, who aren't playing him every day at shortstop. The Guardians were, and they were hitting him second. It was killing him. You can look at the Noah Syndergaard part and say, well, they got a few out of innings out of him, and that was it. That's all they needed him for. So those two things are not the same. But as far as, like, do they honestly believe that they have a chance? This weekend's huge. They can't lose any ground. The next seven games for them are huge. They're, you're going to know by next Wednesday whether or not they're in this thing or not. At the conclusion of the twin series, you will know. And then if it, it doesn't work out, then you have three professional players in your clubhouse for the last month of the season with a bunch of young pitchers in their rotation in their bullpen. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's three million bucks. It, yeah, they need to get the games back down to like three, I believe within the next two series because five with 20 something mm-hmm. to go is a lot to make up. Well, um, so we'll see, man. You're, you're totally right. Like the twins are playing the Rangers and the Rangers haven't been playing great ball as of late, but like, you know, that team could go at any moment. Um, uh, the twins hit a skid with their offense. Like they did, um, against Cleveland in the last series. Uh, things can happen, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a little nervous. I, I, mm-hmm. I was on record as saying the twins are going to win this division by 10 games. Sheesh. Still might, by the way. They I, might. I don't know. The thing is, is that the Guardians can't go into Monday's series back six. That math just does not work. That yeah. It'll be over if it's six. If it's five or under, if it's five, it's still bad. If it's four, they're in good shape. Because they're going to end up winning, I think, the season series from the Twins if they win one game next week. And if you win the season series, remember, there's no 163. If you tie, it's whoever won the season series. So that's a big deal. Well, hey, Lucas Giolito is sneaky com- becoming a, a great immaculate grid great answer. Yeah. yeah. Nationals, White Sox, Angels, Guardians. Okay. And then whoever he yeah. signs with. Well, he, it's great in five years when you forgot that he was with the Angels for a second. True. Or the Guardians. It's, it's not good right now because everybody's going to use it. I think Nash, like Nationals, Angels would be a good Lucas Giolito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And by the way, I, I texted him. I welcomed him to my hometown. He goes, thanks, man. It has been nuts. But looking forward to making it interesting the last month. So good. I know this is baseball today, but we're all sports fans. And if you're a sports fan, you got to love college football. And guess what? It is back. Week one is upon us. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers like you can bet just $5 on the games and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Look, life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Baseball today where you bet $5 on a game and $200 in bonus bets instantly goes into your account only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code baseball today. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. Also, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See DraftKings.com slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Speaking of, heading into the last month of the season, the Cubs are currently the second wild card in the National League. There are four other teams within four and a half games of Chicago. Give me one player out of those five teams. So we're talking Cubs, Giants, Diamondbacks, Reds, Marlins that needs to star over the last four weeks, four-plus weeks, in order to reach the promised land? I mean, you could go anywhere with this answer. You really Don't give can't. me one. I, th- I have a good one. I think it's Kyle Harrison with the Giants. Uh, currently, right now, the Giants are in the last wild card spot, so they have to fend off all these guys. And they've been working, as we mentioned many times in the show, essentially a two-man rotation for a lot of this season with Cobb and Webb. And now you look like you got a guy. Like if you watch this guy throw, he looks like the real deal. So now you got three starters that you can rely on, you know, like guys like Junis have stepped up. He's like been pretty good this year. So like they now have a semblance of like a real pitching staff uh, that could kind of take the ball and, and win you a series like this last series. That's what it was. Um, against the Reds, and they win two out of three of those games. It was, it was uh, Harrison Cobb Webb. Like that's that's a playoff series uh, rotation too. So I think if he continues to be what he is, I think the Giants end up making the playoffs. Like they have a good enough roster. This was the one area where they really needed to improve and get some uh, uh, someone that could eat innings, not eat innings, but like just throw quality innings, so you don't have to bang your bullpen up so much at this time of the year that happens. So I think Harrison to me, if he can look like he's looked, um, especially in the last start, obviously he struck on 11 dudes and in six innings or whatever it was. If he can be that guy, then I think the giants are in and that's awesome. Different starting pitcher, young guy, highly heralded Hunter green. I am calling on you. Let's go. Your team's one and a half out. He actually did a nice job in his most recent start. Now, unfortunately for the Reds, he is not going to be pitching against the Cubs in this four-game set this weekend. So that's a bummer. His, he'll make his next start against the red-hot Seattle Mariners. But after that, you look at the rest of the schedule, it is loserville after that. I'm not calling these teams losers. I'm saying they are you, non-winning. I think you are. No, I'm not. Exactly I'm explaining it. I am okay. explaining it. 
These are all the teams they play the rest of the years. All of them have a losing record except for one. After the Seattle series, St. Louis, Detroit, the Mets, Twins, only winning team, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, St. Louis. That's it. It is in front of you to go have a winning record, to make up some ground, and Hunter Green, I need you to be great. I've seen flashes of it, but that's it. Flashes. Give me sustainable light, young man. That's what I want to see. I want to see a dude that's going to say, give me the fucking ball. I'm going to give you seven innings of your best baseball, and then I'm going to hand it over to the bullpen. And here's the deal. You need this because, A, y'all didn't make a trade for a starting pitcher at the deadline. You said, we're going to wait for Hunter Green and Ben Lively and Nick Lodolo to come back, and I don't know if Lodolo is going to throw another pitch this year. That's a problem. I don't think he is. I think they count and said he's not. I think I, I agree. I think it's over. And then they didn't get anybody in the waivers. They got two outfielders in Bader and Renfro. Who, although they both have good arms, I would not put them on the mound. So Hunter Green, let's do this. You've made three starts since you came back from injury. You gave up nine runs in one. You gave up five runs in another. And you gave up one run last time out. That's what I need. I need one run. I need you to strike motherfuckers out and not give up home runs. Go do this for the people of Cincinnati. I believe in you. We've been waiting for him to turn the corner. You mentioned all the teams that are playing. I know that some of them don't have winning records. It actually doesn't sound like that easy of a remaining schedule. I mean, St. Louis, I know they stink and they don't really have good starting pitching, but like they have players and those guys could get hot and, you might see an Arenado Goldie take over a series. Then you're talking about yes. you're talking about the Mets, who I don't really know what they can do. I put shockingly enough, I feel like I'd rather play the Mets than the Cardinals. Maybe that's off. But then they play the Tigers, who I feel like you never know what the Tigers do. Yeah, no, they're, they're, I mean they're young. This they... is going to be interesting, man. I, I want Cincinnati in the playoffs. I do. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, they are fun to watch. Uh, but as we've said. A million times. They got to find pitching. And Reds fans didn't want to believe that because they were scoring 10 runs a fucking game. You ain't always going to do that. You're going to go through stretches of that, but you need starters. They don't. They need to reevaluate all of that because you know what's going to happen is next year we're going to go into the season and they're like, we got Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Andrew Abbott. And then we're like, oh, that's great. These guys still got to prove themselves. They really do. Uh Even Hunter, who has the contract, like, and Lodolo, who's had, you know, flashes of looking really good, and Abbott the same way, like, that's still, like, question marks to me, right? Uh, absolutely. You can go ask the Mets fan base of the mid-'90s when, you know, it was Pulsifer, Paul Wilson, and Jason Isringhausen. We're going to rely on those guys. Didn't always work. More recently, there was another triumvirate in New York of Syndergaard, Harvey, and DeGrom didn't exactly come to fruition. We'll see. Uh, Speaking of New York teams, both of them are out of it, but they both get a little juice tonight. Yanks are bringing up their 20-year-old phenom, Jason Dominguez, and their catcher, Austin Wells, who was a 2020 first-round pick. Mets are uh, reportedly calling up Ronnie uh, Mauricio. How excited are you to see these top prospects? Uh, I don't know. Like, kind of. I I wish I I like when prospects get called up and are in a playoff race. Like, I want to see like that. To me, is it's very difficult for them, but I I feel like 
that's kind of what I'd want to see. Clearly, neither of these teams are in the race. So I, I guess, you know, Ronnie Mauricio, he's like an interesting dude, like big left-handed hitter who kind of, I think he moved to second base this year. He's had a really good year offensively. We'll see what he does against big league pitching. I'd like to see that. Uh, I think the one I'm most excited for is Dominguez, just because we've been hearing about this guy for mm-hmm. so long. And he's kind of got like a different looking body type. He's got absolute tree trunks for legs. And we've just heard about how hard he can hit the ball. And the the, the it makes a different sound when it comes off his bat. And I, I think he's the one I'm most excited to see. I want to see like in actual pinstripes. I want to see the type of ovation that Yankee fans are going to give him. Um, I don't know too much about Austin Wells. I know he's a catcher that got, you mentioned he was a first rounder a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know me in prospects. You got to show me at the big league level. Yeah. So I, that's what I'm excited about to see. I want to see these guys face real deal, big league competition and see what they can do. You know, they're not going to affect the race because both teams are out, but I'm, I'll give you a scale of one to 10 how excited I am. A four. Okay. That's yeah. why I ask. Yeah. Um, I always get excited about some of the bigger names. Now, these these guys are not top 10 prospects. So let's not confuse this. I don't even think Wells is in the top 100. I think uh, Mauricio and Dominguez are both uh, top 80, like high 70s, something like that, with the newest list that just came out here in August. Um, yeah, I, I, if I were to rank it, I'd say uh, a six. I mean, I'll watch their at-bats just because I'm curious about him. I want to know a little bit more about him. Dominguez is 20 years old, and you mentioned his body type. I did not know this until I read it yesterday. Is he 5'9"? Damn. Okay. He's like a Jake Story Alley. Yeah. Do, do you think he does well-dressed Wednesday? I bet he will once he gets low with that Bailey paycheck. Yeah. Hey, listen, good for him. I just find it fascinating. If I had told Mets and Yankees fans at the beginning of the year that when you get to September 1st, the most excited you would be is to see a 20-year-old prospect and a kid that you've been waiting, clamoring to see in Queens. It would have been like, what are you talking about, motherfucker? Like, no, no, no. We're gearing up our rotation for the postseason, and this is what it's come down to. Welcome to the rest of the world. Welcome to the rest of the world. Uh Uh-huh. It's fun when you're looking ahead to the 2024 season trying to figure out who should be on your roster. Huh? Not your playoff roster for 2023. Suck on that, Yankees and Mets fans. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at Jason's stats. Is it Jason or Jason? I, I I apologize. I'll find out this weekend. If it's Jason, I I apologize for putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Maybe I'm just thinking of Jason well, it's Derulo. J- it's Jason. It is just Jason. Jason. So Thank you, the Dan. problem is I've never seen J A S S O N. That's why. Okay. So well, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Good job, Rourke. Rourke, just put in the chat. Um well, then he misspelled it. If he's named after Giambi, tell him he misspelled it. Uh, <laughs> give me a scale of 1 to 10, Dan, in the chat, how excited you are to see those two guys. 100. That's sad. That's where it's come from. That is Yankee sad fans. for Yankee fans, yeah. Too bad. All right, last thing before we get out of here. The Phillies showed up, I guess for their team flight, in decorated overalls. And we saw Adley Rutschman of the Orioles come in like all blue overalls, I think. Uh, would you ever wear a pair of overalls in public without it being for a skit? Um, 
I kind of did when I went skiing in uh, Deer Valley, a pre, a pre ski means like a party after you go skiing. I had okay. the, I had the bib. I had the overalls. You take your jacket off and I did that. I thought I looked cool uh, in a regular situation. I don't think I have, no, I consider myself a, a decently stylish guy. I can make sure. things happen from time to time. I don't know if I can, like, without it being like this, I don't think I could just roll out of the house and go to dinner in a pair of overalls. I don't know if I have that, you know, in me. I, I You have to be a pretty special, you either have to be a farmer, and that's mm-hmm. just, like, your look, or you got to, like, be super cool and, like, trend-setting to do it. So I thought... To be cool, you only had to wear one thing, but it looks like all the Phillies are are double strapped up here, which kind of you know it's kind of squarish. And you know, I love the Phillies clubhouse. Yeah, um, I, I definitely can't pull it off. I don't have the right body. T- I don't have the right body type for much, to be honest with you. Um, and so I don't think. Well, these ones would elongate your frame with the vertical maybe. stripes. Yeah, maybe. So maybe I should invest in a pair. The problem for me is the practicality. If I have to pee really badly, I could see yeah. myself pissing all over myself because I think I would have a trouble with the, the clasps at the top. I'm not so sure I could flip those off in time. And they look exceptionally warm. I don't think I don't know if I've ever worn a pair of overalls, except for like maybe when I screwed around at camp or something like, but never purposefully. So I don't know if they're exceptionally warm. Would I get swamp ass and and I'm going to save you the, the thought process. You can't pull these off. Yeah. I admit yeah, that. Just, yeah. You can't do it. I'm not saying like, damn, I'd look good in some overalls. Um, Mike Lorenzen had the no shirt look and yeah. he's just like super jacked. Like, come on, Mike. You I'm going to make everyone else feel so bad. I'm surprised you didn't go shirtless in Utah with him. I thought for sure you would have pulled that off. Dude, that's so many layers. My first time skiing, I was the, a pre-ski. It was after our first day, and I like was just thankful to be alive, bro. Yeah. I was celebrating life after that. Speaking of, everybody celebrate a great Labor Day weekend. Please be safe out on the roads. Please, begging you. We want you back here taking our content. Are we doing this Monday? We are not doing Talking Baseball Monday. We'll talk offline about it, and we'll let the people know. Wow. Okay. We'll see what we do. Um. Thanks, everybody, for your support. Don't forget to join us every Monday through Friday live on the AMP app where you can add to the discussion before and after the show. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, our uber-talented and um, overall-wearing Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next week on Baseball Today.